It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Welcome to Carcone Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. Carcone Carne is sponsored this week by Siren Records in McHenry, 3902 Main Street. They have all the new stuff you're looking for and the kind of deep collection you want to spend the day just diving through. Tons of used stuff. I bought a lot of soundtracks there about Enter the Dragon. Uh, lots of punk stuff, a huge jazz selection. Siren Records, 3902 Main Street. And speaking of vinyl, I totally pre-ordered the soundtrack to the movie we're talking about today. My guest is the man who gave us Manborg. He's the guy who helped retcon the Leprechaun franchise with Leprechaun Returns, has the best Rotten Tomato score of the entire franchise. The writer-director behind the visual feast known as The Void, he is Stephen Kostansky, whose latest movie, Psycho Goreman, is the most fun movie you'll see this year. And Stephen, since we're doing this on video, now seems like a good time to paraphrase PG as a disclaimer. The horrors you're about to witness cannot be unseen. Your young minds will carry this until it consumes you in miserable death. Just want to prepare people for what's ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know, for those people who think that it's actually going to be rated PG, uh, I think that prepares them uh, appropriately for what they're actually in store for. It does. It does come off as wholesome. If you see some of the, some of the footage or even some of the visuals, it looks like, oh, this could be okay. Well, I mean, it's the whole joke of the movie is that I mashed a like family friendly kids adventure film with a like dark, brutal sci-fi action fantasy movie. And hey. so, yeah, if people only see the nice parts. They're going to get the wrong idea of what this movie is. Which is subversive in its own right. And I love that. I feel like this was a cult movie before the movie even came out. It, like as soon as the posters hit the internet, I, I had super nerdy movie friends of mine raving about it before it even hit VOD. This, this is the quintessential word of mouth situation. Did you feel that from the get-go? I mean, I knew when I was making it that I was making a thing that like would speak to a very niche audience of people. I don't think there's a lot of movies like this right now, which was also my motivation for doing it was like, I don't get why people aren't making more like creature effects heavy, like kind of action fantasy fun movies. I feel like everything is like a family in an old house dealing with one ghost. And I'm bored of that. I want... I want movies to be like the way they used to be growing up. Like, you know, I, I had a steady diet of like empire pictures, movies like arena and robot jocks, um, you know, like stuff that, you know, maybe the ambitions exceeded the budget, but like the creativity was still there. And so I wanted to make a movie that captured that kind of spirit again. And so, yeah, I mean, I was expecting to speak to a very small crowd and I'm a little caught off guard by, the wide reach the movie has gotten. It's certainly spread by word of mouth and seems to appeal to a lot more people than I was expecting, which is fantastic. Well, having a good idea and a good story are important, but timing can be everything too. I mean, we are emerging from 12 months of living in this unrelenting pandemic shit show and people are starved for something that feels cathartic. That is fun. We're, we're starved for pure entertainment. I'm sure you've had people tell you that this, this was the right movie at the right time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like when it hit, uh, like the release date was January 22nd, like it just exploded and it was crazy watching the response spread, like the, just the positive word of mouth. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe just the past 12 months, people got sick of watching serial killer documentaries and were like, I I need something a little lower impact. Uh, I I want to keep the killing going, but maybe not the serial killer, right? Yeah, keep the killing going, but (laughs) mysteriously have no consequences to any of the killing. I want to see a kid blow up and then we cut away from it and pretend almost like it never happened. So, yeah, I guess it spoke to like what people's like tastes were in that exact moment, which, yeah, it was really just good timing on our part. And the timing of our conversation, Psycho Gorman comes out on DVD and Blu-ray on March 16th. Uh, It's been VOD up until this point. And you said it, it's like this, this kid's fantasy movie, but it's much more violent and disturbing in parts than that. The comparisons are out there. I'm not the first one to make them power Rangers versus Guar in a trauma movie or, you know, ET gone horribly wrong. That's what, that's what we're getting with psycho Gorman. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, really the movie is a summation of all my childhood experiences watching R rated movies that I shouldn't have been watching. So, I mean, there's definitely influences of things like Terminator 2, of RoboCop, uh, like, you know, it's not R-rated, but something like Masters of the Universe. Like, another subgenre I'm weirdly obsessed with is the uh, sci-fi fantasy movie where they're forced to set it in suburbia because they can't afford to set it on other planets. So, stuff like Masters of the Universe, uh, Suburban Commando is another good example, the Hulk Hogan movie. Uh, Beastmaster 2 uh, is it through the portal of time I believe it's called where it takes place in modern day Uh, I just love seeing like comic book or like Saturday morning cartoon characters brought to life and then like put it on a city street or like have to like drive around in a car like those kinds of images to me make me laugh and so that was one of the tonal influences on this film because I feel like nobody's making movies like that anymore it's such a like late 80s early 90s aesthetic that we've For gotten sure. away from and wanted to bring back all the characters have a very distinct look in the movie did the costumes that made it to screen evolve much from what you envision as you were typing up a script i mean the what was on the page was very vague i had like kind of like very like brief pitches for what each character would be but i left a lot of it up to like the artists in the effect shop and myself as well, like as we were building these things, I left it up to people to kind of decide the direction these creatures went. So in a lot of cases, I would like sculpt ahead and then kind of build out from that. So like an example, uh, there's a character called Witchmaster who's uh, this lady that's got long dark hair and bug eyes and has like a a weird, almost like Jim Henson from Labyrinth type like hood uh, with with a head, a shrunken head on a stick. And so you know, I sculpted that head first with the bug eyes. I went in with the initial concept of like, I want to be kind of like a J horror, like Ringu kind of look. And then as I was building it, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if she was like in a hood, like kind of, and you just see like eyes peering out from this dark hood. So I started building this hood. And then I was like, well, what if it was kind of swampy and gross? So like the process was very free form when it came to design. And it was like kind of what I was feeling in the moment. And I think that's what gave the diversity to all the characters. Cause I wasn't locked into drawings. Like we didn't do the traditional process of like you do a, like a Photoshop or a ZBrush design and then everybody sits around and talks about it. And, you know, like on like bigger movies and shows, that's usually the way you have to go. Cause you have so many people who have to chime in and sign off on it. Whereas on this movie, I was the only person who had to sign off on anything. So, you know, if I'm designing it and building it, 
it's easy for me to be like, well, this is what I want. So I'm going to do it. So I think that led to like the really eclectic mix of creatures in the film. Well, and you know what the biggest visual takeaway for a lot of us is, is Alistair. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big brain blob. Yeah. Straight out of a nightmare. That's like straight out of a Jack Kirby comic book. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things that like, yeah, it's a horrible nightmare, but it's also like a little cute at the same time like <laughs> exactly. I, I wanted i want people to have very conflicting feelings about him uh because yeah he's like very like all the creature effects in the movie there's like nothing realistic about it but it's still unsettling in what it is and and that's like a vibe from more practical effects heavy movies and yeah i've specifically like kind of jim henson type stuff like like labyrinth or dark crystal uh or even like the star wars movies like having like puppets and practical effects creatures that maybe aren't a hundred percent convincing doesn't make them any less unsettling and weird. And so that was kind of the approach with something like Alistair is like, I want people to be put off by this, but then also kind of fall in love with them at the same time. Like you just grow to appreciate this inanimate blob uh, and just kind of give it, trying to give him as much personality with as little movement as possible. It's really just entirely reduced to his eyes looking back and forth and some tentacles. <laughs> around so yeah it was a lot of fun designing him and the character dynamics are great i mean you've got mimi the girl ordering pg around but then there's the dynamic between luke and mimi i like that luke is more scared of mimi than he is of psycho gorman like mimi's just such a great (laughs) kid character i well this is another thing i love about the psycho gorman character and the dynamics with him is that he he stops being considered a threat almost immediately, which really like, as I was writing it and as I was shooting, it just made me laugh more and more that he just is like pushed more into the background because the characters are so self-absorbed in their (laughs) problems that they don't really care that there's like, like, like the, the movie has no concern about the actual plot of like this evil being resurrected. It's more about like the family's relationships and, and kind of about, the drama within their family circle and not so much about PG. So yeah, I, I liked focusing on Mimi and Luke's relationships, Susan and Greg's relationships. Um, and just like keeping that as the heart of the movie. And then all the like sci-fi fantasy craziness is just like window dressing to that essentially. So before I let you go, I mean, the movie feels like a throwback, but I would like this to be a throw forward. Will we get more from this universe? I hope so. I definitely want to do more PG stuff. I mean, the response has been so great. Like, and it's a movie that I I didn't make it thinking it would be a one and done thing. Like, I feel like I tease a lot of bigger ideas and I can definitely see where it can go. Uh, It's just trying to figure out what the right move is. I want to make, make something satisfying. I don't want to just fart out a sequel that doesn't deliver. So yeah, I'm going to take my time to figure out what that next move should be, but there's definitely going to be more PG uh, related stuff in the near future. I mean, we got action figures coming out. Yes. Uh, I'm in talks. I'm, I'm sorting out maybe like some kind of comic book or something like there's going to be other stuff to build the world out uh, while we're still sorting out what the next actual like narrative move is for PG. But uh, there will be more adventures in the future. I can pretty much guarantee that. Fantastic. Steven, this is the most fun movie I- I mean, it's early in the year. This is the most fun movie I'll see all year. Psycho Gorman uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray on March 16th. You will suffer in eternity if you choose to ignore this information. Uh, thank you for doing this. You rock. Thank you for Psycho Gorman, the gift of Psycho Gorman. 
Oh, thank you very much for having me, man. It was great talking to you.